All right, everybody, welcome back to the Shuttle Drive. I'm your host, Wade Harrison, and I'm here today with my buddy, Boyd Rupelt. Figure it out as we go along, but yeah. Hey, Boyd, how's it going, buddy? Oh, man, it is hot out here, but it is so good. You look like you got some nice AC going. Yeah, yeah, I'm in my little office area, and I've got an AC vent right behind me, so I'm good. I'm actually a little <laughs> cold. I'm actually cold. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I got some heat I can pass your way out here. I'm drinking. A yeah, and for, for everybody that doesn't know, I think you're, uh, you're right outside Nashville, right? I think our heat index today was 108. Well, you guys in your, your country music. Know. You got your country music, your boots and spurs and all that. I don't know what the actual temperature was. Does anybody even pay attention to that? It's like I think everybody likes the heat index because it sounds more intense. Yeah, I think like the wind chill factor. Yeah, who the who the hell talks about wind chill factor? Wind chill factor of negative fifty two today. I'm like, get out of here. Kayakers who get off the river with the wrong gear, they talk about it. They're oh yeah, one. that's a topic. Yeah, yeah, those kayakers out there that's wearing like a shorty top, uh -huh. <laughs> and it's like I'm fine. I'm like, you're fine until you're not fine. <laughs> Wait oh till you God. swim on a remote run. <laughs> when I was in uh, Pucon, we, we, we took a group down a section of the Rio Nublé, and I think it had only been done a couple times before. And uh, uh -huh. we were so excited to do it, and they were so excited to do it that uh, half of these people didn't have dry suits. None of them had dry suits, I don't think. Maybe one or two of them. And they didn't think that – they think, oh, Chile's like tropical, right? They don't think of the water temp because well, that's all melting up the Andes, yeah. right? And we were going to do the Rio Claro, which is yeah. like 90 degrees outside and the water's warm. So you just wear a t-shirt and you're good. So, and it's in the desert, you know, there's, there's no, so you're like, yeah, that's good. That's perfect. But it dropped, it dropped out of me. Oh, it's really? <laughs> What's the water temp? What was the so, water temp out there? Um, you know, most places it's freshly melted. Yeah. So, so it could be in the forties. Oh, low thirties. Oh boy. Like. Sometimes yeah. the glacier's hanging over your head and then the water just like, you know, take the Nanahala and subtract like mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And a lot of it's remote, right? So it's pretty okay. remote. So if you had like a bad swim and you wasn't, you didn't have proper gear, like you didn't have a dry suit or something and it was like four or five o'clock in the evening, it could be a bad day, huh? Oh, we spent a long day on that river. It was so worth it. But when we got out, it was raining and sleeting and we were all freezing. Sleeting, I, was, wow. I think I was in the shorty. <laughs> I think I was that guy. I might have been wearing it. Oh, you were that guy. Never. I was freezing, man. I was cold. Everybody yeah. was cold. One of the one of the things that me and you had talked about. Uh, I did a video on like toe tethers not too long ago, and I, I reached out to you because I know you've got a lot of like uh, rescue kayaking experience and a lot of instruction experience. I was curious about your opinion of those damn toe tethers. I'm anti toe tether. I hate them. I hate them. Okay, well there you go. Everybody, you hear that? So yeah. all the all the haters that message me and told me that, you know, they're still going to wear them. You took some heat for that. I did take some heat. So people you took some heat. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but you know what? That's I like the heat. Yeah. Fire away. <laughs> Everybody uh, and their mom. It's a level level four ACA instructor was like on you. Oh yeah. Oh, they had their patches and their certification. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. I used mine this weekend, not my toe tether, my sling, like we were talking about. Yeah. I put two carabiners in the pocket with a sling, and, you know, a guy's pinning his boat in the middle of the river on the, you know, the second Boulder Garden Rapid on West Fork of the Tuck? Uh, I'm, I'm sure I do. Yeah, you're talking you know, like, about after, right after put-in rapid? Part yeah, two it's very pin. It's a very penny rapid. He got pinned in there somehow. Uh, he got broached in the exit of one of them and pinned end to end, and he was, he was in his boat, and 
yeah, I had to go extract him. And, you know, it, that extra step of attaching another carabiner to my quick release, I mean, that, that was just. Oh, you actually, so you actually clipped yeah, him man, in your I've rescue got, harness. I had to, like, clip into my rescue harness. And, and wait out to him. him. Yeah, it was. Oh, wow. It, yeah, What's I had to that? go get him and then go get his boat. And uh, I didn't need what that. What kind of boat was he in, by the way? Oh, uh, he's in a walker. And what? it didn't break. Wow. A walker that doesn't break in a southeast pin. It, 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 it did it what, what model? It was a pretty bad dent. Uh, it was a goat. Okay. All right. Well, they're pretty yeah. solid. That's yeah, supposedly, a- supposedly Rocco, Waco redid their plastic, and it's a lot stronger. Yeah. I think it was just the, the regular goat, and it, yeah. was, it was a black one, so it didn't show it very well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got him out. <laughs> did you have yeah. to clip into those plastic grab handles, by the way? Oh man, it was. I ended up actually just kicking it off the. Okay. <laughs> I ended up put like, your shoe into, into a goat. Yeah. Guy was guy was holding me, and I was dragging, and eventually I got a foot on it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, got it. Yeah. So so you don't you don't run a toe tether at all. I no, mean, I don't like it. For outside instruction of like class two three stuff, I I never seen the kind of the purpose of them. I mean, look at a run like the West Fork of the Tuck. Right, where are you going to be towing boats? If you're but then where, somebody. think of it this way, where could that toe tether cause you more problems on West Fork of the Tuck? Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. That's where, the main question. Where it's safe. No. You know, I, I think of, I just think that, you know, you could be, I don't know, maybe you could do it on the slide section. You know, like, yeah, it has exactly. a slide section where there's yeah. like the slides and the bedrock. Like maybe yeah. you could tow both there. But that's but probably where people just, aren't swimming. You could just bulldoze Who's swimming too. slides? Yeah, or you can just stick it in a hole, right? Yeah. You can just take the boat, put it in a hole until yeah. the swimmer gets there, and you get the swimmer, and then you get the boat, and it'll come out eventually. Well, there, there you go, because you're one of the guys. When I reached out, I reached out to probably five <laughs> different like paddlers that I know, and almost every one of them, it was unanimous that they're like outside, like instructions or class three. I don't really see a point. Point That's about them. the only time is if you're instructing yeah. a, a group of beginners on a wide open river where. It's teaching yeah responsible to have something yeah but otherwise even the fact that you have a visible toe tether means everybody's screaming at you to clip into a boat at the wrong time yeah <laughs> exactly and a boat full like of water because you're yeah. like no <laughs> i'm not clipping into that no boat. it's going into the next rapid <laughs> you didn't care enough to put float bags in it yeah there you go how about float why bags? am i gonna clip into that so you run float bags i do man yeah. I, something i mean even a, even a beach ball like, like even even like yeah and take a you, dollar store beach ball and stick it in the back of your boat or something to just you know make it easier for somebody to grab that's actually what i used when i first started paddling was i i was like i gotta get some float bags and then i was like damn those things are expensive look like 70 dollars a pair and i just went and got some beach balls at like walmart blew them yeah. up and it was something it just it, and what a lot of people don't understand it also adds structure to that tail because think about it that that pressure of that those bags actually will possibly keep the tail from being folded. I've always wondered about that. I've always wondered how much, how much structural support it would really add. I would imagine it, it just makes sense. Happen. Don't it? It does make sense. I mean, I'm guilty of not having float bags. Sometimes you'll see me on a run in a book. that's not even out. For it sometimes. Yeah. You know, I've done that. You've done that. We all, yeah. we all do that from time to time. No hip pads. Can't touch the, I went um, off a group one time in somebody else's boat. And, and uh, I remember that, I couldn't quite hold it because I couldn't reach the knees. And uh, so when I did the crunch, like my body was just kind of falling in the boat. And then I fell all the way forward in the bow of the boat. And the, the spray skirt, the cockpit came up to my chest. 
and then I landed. What, what boat was this? Uh, it was some big Mamba, I think. It was a like old, the Mamba eight six or something. Yeah, and it was a big one. <laughs> so, it wasn't outfitted, and the guy was bigger than me, and I was just trying not to have to portage a boat. So and what? It, what do you? You're like one forty, one fifty. I'm one sixty. One sixty five. Five ish. Yeah. Yeah, about one. And and currently, you know, for everybody that knows, he's definitely a Jackson fanboy. Um, he's been, you've been paddling for Jackson in a while. What gave that away? What gave that away? Right? Yeah. yeah is is right. that the years you've been paddling Jackson? 17? So there you go. <laughs> At this point? Since 2005, I mean. Well, there you go. He's almost – they yeah. made that. If you guys are looking for a shirt, um, you can do that. And also, something, um, something you guys might not know is Boyd actually just started a YouTube channel. I, I'm really happy he did. He's got really good content, you know, even though – He's might be Brian Orton's little brother with Sin School, but um, not Cinder School. Is it Sin or Sin School? It's just Sin School. Sin School. Know? And Sin Academy was taken. It's a bu- much better name. I like I Sin School. It, yeah, yeah. Sin School worked out, and it, it had nothing to do with those boys, but neither did the word send before them. You know. It was, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget that. Who could who can state claim to a name like Sin Cinders and all that? No, I get. Yeah, that. I yeah, even but, sent Dana text later, and I was like, dude, I hope you guys don't think that I, I took this from you guys because that is not it. I want you to. I Nobody hope you did. I hope you did. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I want them pissed off at you. Um, yeah. And what, what, so what Boyd's been doing, he's been doing a lot of like using some of his uh, footage and really critiquing it and going over a lot of technique stuff. And, and man, it, it's like there's not a lot of that out there. There's not a lot of that good. You know, it's been done. It's not like you're the first one to put technique stuff out there you know i know like guys like seth Ashworth and those guys they've done that before too i've done like small technique stuff but your your style of doing it's really good and i really like your channel on that so anybody if you want go over and check out the the sin school um he's got that going on and you know it's it's like yeah it was funny i told you a story i was i was palling with um some guys from colorado and he goes man i watched this video this guy named um sin uh, sin school i think his name he goes he talked about the locked in so go ahead, tell me, tell me what the locked in is, Boyd. Let's hear about the locked in. And you know, I don't actually, mean in prison terms. Yeah, the, the name actually came from a clinic I was teaching. And um, I was trying to come up with a way to tell somebody how to paddle in boily white. So I was paddling through and I was realizing I was doing things that I wasn't articulating. And I, I realized, oh, oh, shit. Like I push with both my feet, lift with my knees, and I'm – I'm locked in my boat front to back and I can still move my edge, my boat side to side. And it's great. I can just kind of skip me, skip over everything and not lose any speed. So I just called it a lock-in. I was like, Hey, all right. So lock yourself in your boat front to back and don't think <laughs> about like anything it. else. Just push yeah. your feet with your knees at the same time and just keep your speed. And it, it's weird. It's like a magic carpet ride, which is, would be a much better name. We, we could call it the magic carpet. But, well, know. locked in maybe sounds a little better, you know, even though it kind of. I, I thought so, too. Yeah. But, you know, no, mm-hmm. I feel like we need names to go with all the other moves we already have. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So um, you can stake claim to that and do your T-shirt locked in by Boyd Rupert. Yeah. Locked so the, in, yeah. 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 I watched it and no, it makes sense because I've always talked about like, you know, a lot of a lot of powers might just kind of sit loose and not really be. Because, I mean, me and you both know that we're coming into, like, a harder rapid. I just kind of, like, feel the current. Like, I'll lock my thigh braces. I kind of, like, get into the thigh braces, get ready. I'm not just flop down loose and and using all arms paddling. I'm using full body movement 
while I'm going and I'm feeling the current more. So no, it made sense. And it was just funny that you had just posted the video, like, and your channel was still just, because that was one of your earlier videos too, right? It's still, it's still young. I think the channel's only been out, I mean, what, uh, maybe a couple of months? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's done well. Yeah, a couple people, of months. And yeah, you haven't up you haven't uploaded something because I think you had yeah. something with your ear or something. Well, you were down diving with bull sharks and all yeah, that. I was about and, to say, I kind know, of took I, a little I was like, this dude's gonna get eaten by a shark and <laughs> it <laughs> looked awesome. Gotta, I've got my bull shark tooth on my on my bracelet. I hope you got first. a story that you killed a bull shark with your bare hands. Oh, kill a bull shark. No, I like it, only weird. only in self defense, obviously. They, they were like puppies. They were like. Is it puppies. true? Is it true that if a if a shark's attacking you, could you just punch it in the nose? And it'll... yeah, because you're bony, right? Like they want meat. Well, I'm and a they realize thick. they realize oh, like you don't have anything to eat. Like they never really want to eat a person, right? They don't actively attack. Like so, when you're scuba diving with yeah. them, they're like, well, you're obviously not a fish. You do things like wear gloves so your hands don't look like a fish, right? Like yeah. So. Just a lot of and, and you're right a lot of the shark attacks it's not really scuba divers it's usually misidentifying surfers and stuff like that right and, oh, and, yeah. it, and a lot of times they don't eat people they just they'll nip at them right i almost got attacked during the elsa swell um, the elsa swell that sounds like the, some of harry you know, potter hurricane hurricane elsa oh elsa oh the the swells yeah, yeah. and the 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 storm, the trop it was really a tropical storm, but the kind of it was on the it was on the fence, right? But the swell that it caused caused really good waves. We went to surf it, and I had a fish nibbling on my toes. I was just sitting on my surfboard. And I had a fish nibbling on my toes. And um, I actually felt something start rising next to me and it brushed my foot on the way out of the water. Full breach. This big That had to be out. scary. <laughs> About my size, at least. And it um How far away from shore were you? Um, I was sitting out waiting on the waves. So, mm. I mean, I wasn't very far, but maybe, I don't know, 70 yards, 60 yards. Far enough know. away where you couldn't get back to shore pretty quick. Did you yeah, see? Yeah, maybe further. Oh, yeah. Clear as was day. it like a bull shark or could it, you identify it? It was a spinner shark. Because you're, um, like, you're, you're like a biology teacher or something, right? For people that don't know. See, so, so if, if I got any questions on sharks or especially frogs, for whatever reason, this frog head over here, you know, boys to God to ask. So, so if you say you've seen a certain shark, I won't call bullshit on you. I'd be like, yeah, that was, yeah, he probably identified. And you probably even identified by the Latin name. What's the Latin name of a bull shark? It almost landed back on my board. It brushed my foot on the way out of the water, full breach with the fish in its mouth. The fish that was in its mouth was the fish that was nibbling on my toes. And then it, it landed. I'm surprised I didn't kill it. Prime is here. And this, this no. is what I get from sitting on the porch. See <laughs> what I got. I don't even know what I have. Chasing, I chasing a squirrel? Or is that the Amazon delivery guy sending some bees knees from Jackson? I've got one of those little porch gates. Yeah. And my dog just totally bolted under it and out of it. He pushed his way out of it on the Amazon girl. She was delivering a I knew it. Yeah. You, you just ordered your new bees knees from Jackson. Right. So, so tell me about the, have you got any yet? Actually, I don't have it. I, um, are you mine are really to? aggressive. Mine are the ones that I have are just more aggressive. I, I love the idea. Uh, I might get some for my Nirvana. Yeah. I love uh, the idea until I found out they were like 79 99 or some, something like that. Yeah. It's for a piece of foam. 
it's, it's not cheap. Now, but it's not cheap. But it is. It is if you like you and I can just carve our own and make everything the way mm-hmm. and know how to do that. But somebody else, for example, you know, they want it, something. It, that's it really looks good. I, I'm I'm dying to give one like a like a review. I'd love to try one out if you ever get your hands on one. I'd love okay. to try one. Just to look at it. You, I bet we could get you some to try out. They, um, I think the, the best thing about it that they did on the design from what I've seen is that the way it bulges on both sides and then folds around your knee, mm-hmm. it looks like it's going to lock in on a, a much more balanced way. My knee blocks are stout on my, uh, like on my Zen 3. Yeah. The ones I made in Chile were just like, my knees couldn't even get within an inch of the side of the boat. I wanted to make the boat two inches more narrow. Okay. Um, for just you were paddling Nirvana or the uh, paddling Nirvana before, and I like a lot of edge transitions. I like to yeah. do a lot of edge work. I like to carve turns, and especially when you're down in Chile and the water's deep, you want to carve a ton, right? Yeah. And I just could. I just had a hard time. And actually, there was a moment where I hated the Z3 until I realized two things. You're one, the I first one. The back. I needed the knee blocks. And when I put in the knee blocks, all of a sudden it was like, oh. Well, I, mean? I, I remember talking to you and, and we were talking about the bee's knees and you had mentioned that with your Z3 about you made your own knee blocks and it kind of changed the whole dynamic of how that boat paddles, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. It, it changes everything. And everybody. I could I see saw, that. Yeah. Had the knee blocks, did, did knee blocks, pretty stout ones too. And when we all put those in, like it was just an instant, quick. Is that not the ugliest boat ever made by Jackson? Man, I even said in my interview, in my uh, review of it uh, <laughs> online, I did the Z3 versus Nirvana video. Yeah. And I was like, it may look like a potato. <laughs> it's, you know? dude, it's, it may look it's like fucking a potato. ugly. That's an ugly duck one. But it is so good. Like, it doesn't paddle like that. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't roll over. I paddled one at PSR. They had the, uh, the demo there, and I was, where, I was there with Bonafide Kayaks, and there was a whitewater course at Oklahoma City, which is actually pretty good. I don't know if you ever check it. Who would think you go to Oklahoma for whitewater? I get but, over there. I was there when they were building it. And I yeah, it. it's actually pretty good. It's a pretty good park. And um, Jackson had the, the prototype Z3 and I had talked to EJ and he's like, have you tried this boat out? And I was like, no, I did. It's kind of the first time I'd seen one in person. I was like, yes, it's like, damn, that could use some deck styling. That's for sure. Some cool deck styling. It was very bland on the top and it was right. very wide all the way from the knees all the way up. And then it transitioned in very weird looking. And um, I paddled it. I did a lap around the course and I was a wow. That might be the most stable boat I've ever paddled. I was like, I've never seen a boat more stable than that boat. It's bomber. It's bomber stable. I think the part that really threw me off though, and and this is the weird thing is that I thought at first I was paddling kind of slow. I thought at first when I got into it, I was like, it's not a very fast boat. And then I turned around and I'm like, well, where is everybody? And it turned out I was paddling way faster than I realized I was paddling. I just like, it was faster than it felt. Yeah. Because uh, if for everybody that haven't seen the, the Jackson kayak Z3, it doesn't have like the modern high rocker that we're kind of seeing nowadays. It's not like super rockered out. It's like a small kick rocker at the bow, just boom, straight up. And so it, it has a longer water line, even though it's a short kayak, it has a longer water line. And I, I agree with you. I was paddling it. I was like, it, it, it's weird. It, 
because I, I talked to a racer one time and they was like, it's your perception of speed. Sometimes you think you're going faster and you really are. And you're actually really slow or you're yeah. going really fast and everybody else is going. And you're like, wow, I'm going really fast. I agree with you. It's it definitely rides high. It rides. The Nevada does that too. It rides really high on the water for me. I like that about both of them. Cause I'm a little shorter. Mm-hmm. So I even add more foam in. I'm like, oh, I want to sit even higher, you know, and yeah. foam into the seat, <laughs> you're, right? You're prairie dogging, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've crushed my spine so much. I just need that extra support. Yeah, and I like running a, a seat pad in there, too, and um, having, having – and it's like – it serves two functions. You're right. That seat pad, if it gave me that little bit of extra cushion off, like, one stout booth, it, it did its job. And it's here in the southeast, back, man. Uh, for a lot of paddlers that don't paddle here in the southeast, what we worry about more is landing on rocks. Am I right? Not necessarily running a 50-foot booth or a 60-foot booth and landing flat. It's landing a 10-foot booth on a ledge. Yeah. I think you're much more likely to break your back in the southeast than done. I, yeah. It, it blows my mind. I, you know, when I broke my back, mm-hmm. it, was on a, it wasn't in the southeast, but it was on a 20-footer. It, it wasn't a 60 footer an 80 footer or something ridiculous or big or bigger. It was, it was a 20 footer. Where at? And it was, uh, you know, South mineral Mm-mm. in Colorado. It's the easiest 20 footer in the state. It, it, there is. Well, it wasn't easy that day for you. Uh, I mean, it was, I guess the line was, I have the video. Of that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, upload video that video. Everybody, back. everybody like this video, like this video. And let's get, let's get boy to, to upload that video. You guys comment if you want to see that video of Boyd breaking his back. You know, actually, I had, my ears were ringing. My legs went numb. And I was sitting in the Yeti. I really wasn't sure I'd broken my back yet. I was thinking, yeah. well, you know, it feels like it's broken. I think it's, I think it's probably broken. And it wasn't until later that I found out really that I had. The shock went straight up my spine. Oh, was, so you just mistimed your stomp. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, you kind of lost bearings in the air, mistimed your stomp. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Easiest 20-footer ever. I ended up laying on the rock down there and having to get carried out, basically, like, walked out of that gorge and laid oh, around wow. the campground for a while. And it was ridiculous. How long were you out? How long did it take you to recover from a broken back? Um, I hiked up by Cedo and kayak down with a broken back okay uh, well it must not be too bad he's probably it was, on, were you it on something uh, you know it's I colorado i had some help not fake it was well, you're it in colorado was, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things man where i oh my gosh we got it we we stopped that's not an easy hike that's i think the elevation there's like seven eight thousand right i think the worst <laughs> thing about it is the heat yeah i think that's the most surprising thing when you hike Vicedo is that it's hot yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely it's smoking high hot. High elevation, yeah. but there's so much sun, and it's just beating down on you. And but you uh, hiked that with a broken back. Wow. Yeah, with a kayak backpack, and the kayaks just. Oh yeah, because back. you. Um, another thing that you did, you, you you did a video about like how to use pool noodles or whatever. There's a a part of it. I think at the beginning of it or somewhere. I think there's a clip of me hiking with a kayak backpack. Yeah. And like uh, using NRS cam straps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And in that clip, I have a broken back. It was, it was excruciating. And then got in the car. I think the worst thing that I did was we drove 24 hours back. Now that sounds more painful than hiking Valacito with a broken that was back. Because <laughs> when you're moving, when you're moving and blood flowing and all that, I can ignore pain a little bit. It's when I just sit. Like when I was hurt, when I, when I ruptured a disc pretty bad, it hurt worse when I was just sitting. When I was sitting, it, 
it killed me. But when I was moving around and doing things, I was, I was really, it was painful. I knew it was like it, something was wrong, but I could like ignore the pain and just keep going. Sitting is so much worse, man. It's so much worse. But it, yeah. that's what I knew. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's got to be broken. What's your, um, what's your favorite Jackson boat you're paddling right now? I'm still paddling the Nirvana a lot. What do you think of the antics, um, too? But, but I got to tell you, I say that. You know I say that because we're talking about creaking. Yeah. I've been paddling the Antic pretty much exclusively. That one actually has one. You got the medium, right? I got the medium. Yeah. I, that's what I was paddling over the weekend, too. I fell in love with the Ekoe again because of the Antics, too. I can see that. Yeah. Half slice, a playful half slice on the Ekoe. Rewind Antics on the Ekoe. Oh, boy. Oh, man. It's so much fun. And so paddling that, man, it's, it's, um, it opened a whole new world. Um, so I was able to just get out there and explore all the old holes, you know, old school loopholes and things mm-hmm. that, you know, chopping broccoli, you can loop yeah, there and you can, you know, yeah, all the I places know. where we used to do like enders and pirouettes, you know, or, or, you know, and, and that was the super sport when the super sport was big. You probably yeah. Remember. <laughs> I remember the old yeah, perception. Yeah, super yeah. Sport, yeah. But, what, um, so you don't actually paddle like a lot of spud boats because obviously Jackson kind of like owns that market with the rock stars and all that. I, I don't remember seeing you much in those, like much of a rock stars and all that. Not saying you don't pat, you haven't, but you just, it's just never been your style. Right. There was a time when it was actually, I just hurt my back too much. And it and, sneaks up on you. It's not like, Oh, I ran a 50 footer. And I, it's like, no, it's more like a bunch of 10 footers. Exactly. And it was yeah. after I'd been like, I was paddling, like we filmed hotel, Charlie river doubt down in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And I came back and we carried our boats a lot. You know, Ben likes to hike. Mm-hmm. The and so we carried our boats a lot. Do like, you, yeah. uh, do you slicey bow much? Have you, do you do a lot in the mix master? What did you think of the mix master? You know, actually I got in the 7.5. I did too. Uh, yeah. I don't you know, like and the small. I loved it. I didn't like the small at all. Uh, I, I even thought, I actually, uh, actually, Boyd, I actually thought the 7.5 could have been bigger. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Yeah. I, um, I said the same thing. Actually, the one that I got into, the one that I was in was Mike Arvidsson's, and he had ballooned it up. He had made added volume to it. To the bow or stern? Both, I think. Oh, uh, wow. And I thought it was still too small. Like, I just was like, oh, really? Yeah. Even blown up. Do you think it, I mean, what do you think of the boat though? I mean, I know that Jackson discontinued it, but I really liked the boat. I thought it was a, I thought uh, Jackson did a really good job with that. I thought it cartwheeled like a dream. It, it kind of fell short for me in the surfing department. And I think that was because the ends were too rockered. It just didn't feel like it flowed very well. And not saying you couldn't do it. Yeah. It just didn't surf as well as some of the slicey boats I was used to. I, I feel like it was a great idea. I really liked it. And I liked the design. I wanted bigger size. You wanted to go smaller. That's fine. Go smaller. But mm-hmm. there's something about properly fitting. I guess those of us who were there for the slice age, you know, when we all were smushing boats and mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I learned how to flat water cartwheel. It, what was, it was a riot glide. Oh, that, yeah, that's not a small boat. And that is not, not a small boat. That is not and a small boat. Four ends in a show bits. It was a riot. Yeah, that was the riot show bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that <laughs> thing was like the creaker version of the glide. And you were throwing that one around. Fun. Yeah. And yeah. It, I'm not in that kind of shape anymore. I, yeah. Well, yeah, you got to get in slicey boat shape. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a, I, there's a season that I get, you know, golly season's coming up. So you'll probably see me out in the, a slicey boat on a golly. Are you making it up to golly? You know, I'll probably make it up. 
Okay. You taking the antics too? Was that? You taking the antics too? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what's now that I got you on here, what's dropping new from Jackson? What are we going to see a new rock star? That's what I heard. New rock. Honestly, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I know of a few things and I, I just, we're always working on stuff. There's always stuff going on, but like really, you know, I'm not I sure. haven't seen anything. I just, I just heard there was a new rock star and I was like, well, well, we need rock star 12.7, I guess, you know, <laughs> lift the it edges is- an eighth inch. And there you go. You got a new boat. It's about time, but I gotta say, you know, here's my thing. I, mm-hmm. I am really curious how we start improving on these designs. Dude, every time I think that we've reached a, a pinnacle where you can't really go much farther, I paddle a boat like the Scorch X. And then I'm like, wow, (laughs) it just wowed me. It takes a lot for me to kind of like see a design evolution. And I think the Scorch X nailed it. So good job on Piranha, you know, and, you know, with Waka, Waka brought us the high, high rockered planing surfaces. We hadn't seen that much, especially here in the United States, uh, but we haven't seen that high planing surface. And I think Waka did good at that. And that kind of like changed the game, what, like five years ago? Something like that. And I think, I think the industry was slow to keep up. I yeah. Mean, and now like look at, look at it now. Right. I look at it now. It's, it's kind of like, this is a really good time to be a kayaker. Cause think of how many good, they're all really good. I do boat reviews and I'm like, wow. And it's like, oh, you, you just think everything's good. I'm like, well, dude, everything really is really good. It's, I have to really dig to find a negative. <laughs> I'm like, there's not much negative. They're all really good now. But I, I agree with you. But the thing is, I love your reviews because you're, you literally just say exactly what you're thinking. Yeah, like I on the spot. conversations later and we're like, you know, I'm like, ah, I saw that review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like many, not many boats, like I'm running out of boats. I want to go back and review more of the older designs. It's kind of like, maybe I didn't appreciate them as much in the past. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you I just do. mentioned the super sport and I'd love, I was a different paddler when I was pad when I was paddling back then. And I think yeah. the super sport was kind of like the perceptions answer to the RPM. And I'd love to get like in a super sport and see if I can really throw it around and, and see kind of like, I think it was Bob McDonald McDonald. I think he was the designer at the time for, for uh, perception. And I'd yeah, love to Bob go. I'd love to go back and try some of those classic designs and, and see how, and do reviews on those. It's hard, but the problem is obviously it's hard to find them. It's hard to find one that's in good shape or someone that will let you use it. I'm, I'm not going to go out and buy all these damn old school boats and I'm going to paddle once. <laughs> no, no, but I think that's the. So everybody Boyd had to move in because um, <laughs> it was getting dark on him. He's probably getting eaten up by mosquitoes probably. And he didn't want to admit it. He has a high threshold for pain if you guys just heard his story so mosquito can't do shit to him you know the mosquitoes were getting bad but that cicada was i could hear it i could hear it a little bit what about putting a knife on the front of your vest do you run like a big huge knife on the front of your vest i don't like to run anything big on the front of my vest or anywhere on my vest really i like it all streamlined and small knives the big thing about a knife what's your primary use for a knife peanut butter and jelly sandwich (laughs) you know what i mean like me too. I'm not really <laughs> cutting but an orange. Cutting up an orange, making sandwiches by the river. That's the you know nine times out of ten, that's what you're using the yeah. knife. But and I know I get it. It's that one time that you cut a a throw rope off a dude's neck. 
you know, fishing line sometimes. I might find sure. a fishing line and I cut it or or something like that. I've had to cut a rope in a rescue. Yeah. So I've I've used a knife for that. What kind uh, of knife do you have? What kind of knife do you carry? Um, the one I have is one of the Stolquist dive knives. Uh, okay. But I like Benchmade. Benchmade's my favorite. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll just carry a Benchmade pocket knife. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, or, or something like that. But it really depends on what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, the dive knife is nice because it has a hook knife. Uh, but yeah, like a, like a like almost like a seatbelt color is what you're saying. Right. Yeah, like it's got a, a blade that you can slide across webbing. Exactly. Yeah, I know what and you're so talking it's about. It's got that, and then it's got the serrated edge, and then it's got a little bit of smooth edge. So okay. You can kind of like use what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to have, but the thing is, and, and I, I guess this is my argument for all of these things that you know, and I'll say this because you took way too much heat. You, you know, it's. Bring it people on. Need to, people need to hear this. I got a, I got a good tan from this. You can't see people, it in the skull lining in here. People need to hear this is that it may seem like you need to cut yourself out of a boat or cut somebody out of a boat or use a tow tether mm-hmm. all the time to tow your friends and you get mm-hmm. it efficiently. <laughs> and it seems better when it works. But the truth is, the more a lot of the more experienced people, actually, everybody was more experienced that I know. Um, just has reached a conclusion that these things are better if you just give yourself time to think about them. You know, give yourself yes. time to think about what assessing the situation, like really like yeah. focusing and assessing the situation, not just going chaotically and just like going crazy. You could cause more damage. I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and if you, I've watched somebody, I've watched, you know, a really high quality, great paddler, you Dane know, Jackson. Not, even, not even thinking reach and clip onto a boat and then go off a rapid upside backwards getting towed by a boat full of water that's insane yeah for what you no know? and, and, and for what really for, for what plastic for a piece of plastic right yeah so, i mean the, the paddler's already safe on the bank and you're locking into a kayak how many of us are really towing people with these i that was one argument it's like oh well i have a tow tether i could grab i could lock onto an unconscious victim i'm like come on <laughs> If you're, if you're constantly, or even like, even if you can name twice where you've towed an unconscious, maybe even once where you've had to tow an unconscious victim. I mean, that all happens. That is, uh, I think, but then think you know, about the, the, the real statistic is how many people have drowned by misusing those, like hooking them on. Because my biggest thing about making that video about the tow tether was the improper use of it. Wasn't necessarily don't use it. It was hooking it on your shoulder strap hooking exactly. it on your webbing strap on the side and you'll never be able to release it. That was my I, biggest reason for that. Yeah. And I got it. I mean, I, there were rapids where I used one in Chile, but the thing is like the, the lanyard or the, the sling that I have with two carabiners that I keep in my pocket. It is one extra clip. I literally reach around, grab my O-ring, lock it on, lock onto the, the It's thing. so easy. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, it's really, I can do it super fast. I if I don't have time, what um another quick what kind of vest do you run right now uh right now i'm using the descent i like it the stoquist uh, descent the stoquist descent okay you know, have you used any of the coke attack vests or green jackets uh, my girlfriend has the coke attack vest i like it what She's do you think about that it's that the vest. hustler so i just recently got the hustler rescue vest i'm really liking that vest a lot there will be a review video coming yeah. i really like that vest a lot i'm curious about it I'm interested in these vests too. One, one, of, one of the best features that I'd found on that Stokos vest was right here where that front pocket is, has a gap behind it. I keep my sling in there. 
I like that's yeah, dude. So I can get my sling. It's not attached to anything, but it's stuck down in there. And I reach in, grab that carabiner, and I could pull that sling out. And I've got an eight foot yeah. sling, six foot sling that I could wrap around a tree for like a like to as a secure as an anchor or clip into a kayak or clip into something on my back. I've got I a like that where I take the, one of the carabiners and stick a stick through it and wedge it between some rocks and put a rock on top of it while it's clipped to my boat because I had no way else to, to clip my boat to anything. So that Dude, that it. is so that's such a good use for a sling where a toe tether doesn't do that for you. So <laughs> I've got out and you've probably done this too. If I have to get out in a sketchy situation, let's mm-hmm. say I need to get out in the middle of a rapid, right in the center. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. eddy out behind the rock. I pull my sling out, lock into the bow grab loop, and I hold that sling while I'm climbing up on the rock. You'd never exactly. do that with a toe tether. You can't do it. So now it's like, oh, well, I'll just carry. It's like now I'm carrying two things on me. I'm carrying a sling and a toe tether. It's like, no, that sling is also I'll hook into a boat and get and out bungee, on the rock. The bungee just solves yeah. <laughs> the whole static thing, right? Yeah. Like, there's no benefit to the having the extra spring. Yeah. It's really good for portaging too. It gives you because who wants to? I don't like using my throw rope a lot for portaging, and, and unless it's right. really long, I'll like hook that toe tat the um the the sling in, and I lower my boat in, pull it up because I don't like pulling my 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 uh, throw rope around a lot on and people walking on it and pulling across rocks and all that. Um, what's your opinion of full faced helmets? I don't think I've seen many videos with you with a full face on. I'm curious about what's what's your video. Like, what's your opinion of a full face? The one time, one you probably time, do have one. You probably have one hanging on your wall. The one you do time I ever boat. used one, I yeah. ever used one. I actually okay. don't have. One. But the one time I ever used one, I legitimately used it. I, I would. It served its purpose. It served its purpose. Really, the one time I ever <laughs> used it, but it beat through like that beat down. You know, White Oak Falls. Oh, you ran that White Oak Falls. That is mank fast. I used to lap it. I was bored, and I used I'll to hit, do, like, that I needs a lot water. of water to get that going, dude. Man, you can run it like with nothing. Are you, you serious? Can run it, yeah, you can run yeah, it. All here's another southeast paddler finding the you line, can, but yeah, you go can ahead. Run it all the time. I disagree, but <laughs> you ran far left. I bet right. You ran far left into the pool more than a hundred times. I've scouted it. Yeah, and it's, I've looked at it. It just looks way too manky. I'm like, man, a good flood stage out here. That'd probably go. You're saying you've run it like very low. Oh, easily, easily a hundred times. Easily. <laughs> um, I have stayed there for an entire day and just done laps on it. Yeah. I, you know, so I how did it, the full face help you there? And went off the bottom drop upside down. And every uh, single rock on that thing. Is I know it forth. looks brutal. And it just is like a fist punching you over and over. And it broke both my elbow pads. It left a scar on my elbow. What kind it, of elbow pad do you have, by the way? Know, um, at that time, I had like old school Stolquist. Oh, uh, I know I what you're talking about. Uh, but I used the Fox Titan Pro. So I'm guessing it, since you since you said it was a while back, I'm guessing it was a shred ready, right? Or was it an FN? What is it? The NAR? What? Oh, it was man. It was like I think it was an Arkansas. It was an Arkansas company. Third Point Helmets, I think. By uh, you remember Third Point? Um, no, I would probably recognize and, them if I seen them. I've gone. I'm having. A was moment. it composite though? It wasn't. It was composite. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because like Grateful Heads and all those guys, they made. You know, I know your your BFF Clay Wright. He used to wear a helmet with a NAR bar. Is what he called it, right in the middle. And I think that was like F and R or something. It was like a, a, a like a company. They made 
really solid composites helmet. The problem with these old school helmets, what a lot of people don't understand is they don't take impacts. They, the impact energy, they just use mini cell foam. Like you right. look at like a rocker or like a sweets helmet. What a lot of, they use foam that can take hits and not give you concussions. So yeah. those old school helmets might look robust and tough, but they're really not. You, I remember getting hit and I, my bell would get that, that bell would, and that white light, you're like, Oh God, you took a hit so hard that it oh almost knocks you out. But you saw my green race swim, right? Oh, you want to bring that up? I wasn't going to bring that up. Hey, man, you might as well bring it up. That's my claim. I'll bring it up. Yeah, it was at Gorilla, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you I'm made sure. the carnage real pretty good. For all of you guys that don't know, what was that, 2017? It's something like that. 2016? Boyd, you know, he's been charging hard, and, you know, he definitely run Gorilla 100 times. But, you know, as anyone that knows that runs the green race, you come into that with a lot of energy deprived, you know, uh, Russ Sturgis got his ass kicked out there. A lot of high level paddlers get their oh, ass yeah. kicked at the green race. Well, Boyd, Boyd swam at the green race at Gorilla, right? So go ahead. Tell oh, us yeah. about your Gorilla swim. Oh, I got to hear. Oh, I want to hear it first. It relates to the helmet. It relates to the helmet. But oh, it relates I, to some <laughs> piece of shit full face. That's probably why you swam because it probably moved around on you. Couldn't see. Oh no! Here's 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 what happened, and this this is also my fault. And I I actually was really upset that I didn't have an opportunity to train. I was really I was kind of pissed off, and I was like, Yeah, I didn't see you out there much because I was training I hard was, that year, and I never seen you come down. No man, no, I uh, you just did well. maybe a couple laps, right? And not even. Well, there you go. This is <laughs> not a, even. This is one of these dudes that gets off the couch and be like, Hey, I've run the green. I'm fine. Let me grab yeah. my my Karma UL and get my ass kicked. I hadn't paddled my Karma Unlimited, my Lombo, <laughs> in a, since the previous green race. I had just given myself a concussion uh, before the green race. Okay. A lot of people don't know. I knocked myself out in a parking lot at the grocery store. Oh, geez. Listen <laughs> to this guy. Boy, you trying to steal some old lady's, like, I had cucumbers or something? I in my head. I had, oh, wow. I staples. So not only are you going in with a concussion – Oh, yeah. You're going into like one of the hardest races to do well. And if you and what a lot of people don't understand about the green, I've got a whole kind of episode where I can go on about the green because with guys like you that know the green, they're like, oh, I paddle. I was like, there's difference in just paddling the green than racing the green in a longboat. So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead with your story. Get up to the swim. I got to hear about this. Oh, man. I had a great race until that moment. I was, you were killing it. I was like, right at Gorilla. I was like, this is awesome. Hot left, man, was clean. Okay, that's hard hot to left. do for people that and don't know hot left. That's hard to clean that. It was – I was feeling good because I had just cleaned my way through um, both the hot left and Zwicks. Okay. And uh, the race lines and everything. So, to me, like, that's kind of the crux, right? The crux is really – Pretty much. Yeah, left. you're right. And then into, into Zwicks, which is fine. Zwicks is fine, but you just don't want to get carried left. Yeah. You want to make sure you nail the race line through cheap. And it was great, man. I, it, was, it was awesome. I made the decision, instead of doing like the flying squirrel side or, or whatever, I made the decision to go over the pad. Like center booth, baby. Pencil All side. good paddlers go right? center booth. Nobody does and, that gas pedal shit. Well, and I, except I, Well, it got too low for it. That was probably that year where I think it was like eight yeah. or nine inches. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what, so just to break it down for the listeners here, there's, there's, there's three lines at flying squirrel. You have flying squirrel line, 
or well, actually four accountant flying squirrel gas pedal center booth or uh, like I always run that center booth. I love the way it lines me up. And then there's a pencil sharpener far right. So you ran in, you ran center booth right off the pad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll take it from there. As soon as you landed, were you like, did you oh. deuce, deuce the camera? That's what I try to do. You know, man, I actually landed on my head. My oh, you rolled. You you boofed and then flipped in the air. I caught a rock. I caught part of the rock because it was so it's an shallow. Offset. So there's an offset rock in there. You might have fell in that gap. Oh boy, this is fun. I had like I like caught an edge while I was like trying okay. to work off of it. Fell through the gap off of the thing flat. Were you tired? I was, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you better be tired or you didn't battle you, like, you haven't been racing if you're not tired about <laughs> yeah, it. Right? You better be gassed. You just hope yeah. nothing goes wrong. So it went wrong for you. But you're yeah. like, okay, I rolled. No big deal. Just roll up. Oh, but that was the thing, man. I landed on the rocks head first. Okay. And I already had a concussion. I was already tired. You had your full face on. And no. <laughs> okay. You had your toe tether, your full face. <laughs> toe tether too, right? My high and dry. <laughs> well, we won't go. We won't go there with the high and dry. <laughs> but yeah, I, so, <laughs> you rolled over. You popped up. Did you roll back before the notch? Uh, no. Um, actually, I was thoroughly concussed, and I was confused and dazed and dizzy and and really like not feeling it because I had had those staples in my head on top of it. Mm-hmm. But also, I was wearing my uh, Grateful Heads helmet. I don't know if you remember that. The I do remember Grateful, Grateful Heads. Helmet. They look beautiful. I loved those guys, man. Aesthetically, they're awesome. Protection-wise, I'll argue that with you. It was old. You know, on top of it all, like I'd had this helmet like 10 years, right? Or something. Like way too long. Was it? And why would you not be in a rocker? Or like you know, that is that is a valid question. <laughs> that is a valid question, but you could ask a lot of other questions to go with it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we we kind of get used to what we can get away with. No, that's true. Yeah, back together. Well, you were. I mean, was it sparkly? Was it your was great sparkly? Boy? It was yeah. like it had been my helmet, and you knew you were in a green race. There was going to be a lot of footage and pictures of you. Yeah. You wanted to look good. No kid, no. And I was like, yeah, it's my helmet. I'm going to wear that one. I had this brilliant idea, man. I had this brilliant plan in my concussed state when I realized that I was too dizzy to roll. Um, and it's kind of like drunk logic, right? My idea was, all right, I can pop up on the notch and I'll just hop. I'll swim out into the notch. I feel wow. like I'm going into the notch. I'll swim into the edge. So you, you thought about you, where did you pull the skirt right before the notch? Yeah. And it was because I was so concussed, like I couldn't even figure out my paddle and think through it. And I was just like, I was really dazed. And yeah. And I was, it was not good. I had to, I didn't want to land on my head again. You know, I was like, if I'm this confused, like going through the notch. It's not going to be day, good if you take another shot. Yeah. You could go yeah. unconscious. Yeah. Easily. I was like, I could, you know, something can happen to me. I could die if I just, if yeah. I take another hit to the head. Well, it's so a green race. Okay. You would have had 5,000 people save you. You'd be okay. I'd be all right, right? They'd jump yeah. on top of me. and yeah. You'd be fine. <laughs> I'm not saying you wouldn't be hurt. <laughs> Still make the highlight reel. Still you made the highlight reel anyway, buddy. I hate to break that to you. Man, I, I popped up. There's a great photo of me looking a little terrified and concussed. I'm thoroughly concussed. But I, uh, I, I swam on the wrong side because Uh-oh. I was thinking upright were- and not upside down. So coming into the notch, you're on the left side of the boat. Yeah, Big no-no. You knew it. It's funny. Ain't it funny? Like when when things like that are going wrong, our perception of time and space 
slows down and how we look at things and be like, well, okay. Oh, it was, <laughs> the only thing I could think of was I pushed my, I grabbed my boat and I tried to use it to, to get to pendulum myself into the eddy and then do a backstroke into the eddy. Yeah. And, it and it, thank God it worked. And I ended up in yeah, the Yeah, because eddy. you didn't swim the falls. Yeah, you didn't yeah. swim the falls that year. No, I was able to, like, the boil was able to catch my boat, and I thought it would. I pushed Sometimes it's the, better to be lucky than good is what they say, right? There was a lot of luck involved. Yeah. There was a whole lot of luck involved. Because even though I was, like, trying to think it through, it was. Now, um, it, so, so, yeah, so now that you're on the green race, so when did you, um, when was your last green race? That was my last green race. That was, well, it's good. I just haven't been able to train since then. I just yeah, and that's, that's a thing for what a lot of people don't understand about the green is, it's not really like that hard of a race, in my opinion. It's just getting getting to know when to push and pull and learning the lines. Because when things go bad, they go as Boyd just mentioned, they go really bad, don't they? <laughs> and a lot it's of really pilots bad. when it's going great, it goes great. Mm-hmm. And I think but, that's the crazy thing is that people think, oh, well, I can paddle everything. I paddle the big three and I style them every time. <clears throat> but if you're styling them every time individually you're not probably ready for the green race you know no you need to i always tell i always tell paddlers that are trying to like do the green race they're like hey can i do this i was like go race it like race it in your practice laps oh we always stop a below go left and kind of regather everything then we stop at zwix then we run chiefs i was like are you doing that in the race (laughs) <laughs> do you see marathon runners going around the track and be like, I'm going to stop halfway. I'm, I know I'm running a 5k, but I'm going to stop right here and take a break. And then I'm going to sprint the corner and then I'm going to take a break sprint, and, 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 and kind of gather my senses. I was like, it ain't going to ha- Are you going to do that in a race? It's like, probably not. I was like, yeah, it, which is fine. Like I said, like if you're just going to go down and you're just there to participate and you're going to eddy out, blow go left chill out and you're just there participate that's fine you'll put down a nine minute lap that's cool but if you're going to start linking them together then you'll realize that it's a little different it's a little different animal it's um like i I feel i could race a lot of races with no prep at all but there's one thing where i need to dial in the lines is the green race yeah i was amazed man honestly that i made it down to gorilla without having any real problems it was i styled everything you cleaned everything upstream the the move that I messed up was like something I wouldn't have even thought about. You know, yeah, like, you probably you probably not even thought about. Oh, I might screw. I need to work on this line at, at Flying Squirrel. Well, you I never, never probably, think that I would miss a move. You, I, I think I talked to you that, and and you were a little concerned about the hot left, right? That yeah, was where, yeah, was and, totally and you styled it. Style the shit out of hot left. I was like, well, which is good. like I said, and and a lot of paddlers, you know, even like last year, I was out there, and Evan Garcia was out there, and he was like trying to get the concept of hot left, and it's not, a, it's a different style, and to get Southeast that line correct is, is really hard. It's, it's Southeast style is different because all our all our rivers are pretty shallow, but then also those moves individually are just their own moves. So yeah. somebody can come from anywhere else. It doesn't matter how good they are. They might not have a good day if they don't have a chance to train. Yeah, you know, exactly. The- and I get it. If and the, But guys like, you know, I, Isaac Levenstein and guys like that, they'll come over, Eric DeGill. But they always get here two or three weeks early, what people don't see. Oh, yeah. And they train 
every freaking day. So while you're at work, like one lap a day. No, (laughs) no, you're right. (laughs) We're talking three to four laps a day. And sometimes getting out, I was out there in Dane and Isaac um, Hall last year, ran go left. I swear, dude, they ran them 10 times. The the line you're scared of, you run it over and over again. Yeah, until that muscle memory. And I was like, Dane pulls a RV up in the parking lot and camps there for weeks. And I was like, he didn't show up that morning. No. No. And I was like, yeah, I mean, given that he's a great paddler, he could probably still pull it off. But it's like, it's just not, it's not something that you could just like show up and say, oh, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. I've ran this before. People underestimate it. You know, people under, they see the show. And honestly, the green race is that show. Like if we can do anything in the Olympics, like it needs to be the green race. Oh, that'd be funny. And and that John Grace would love that. that. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of cool with the live stream this year. You know, I had a lot of people hit me up and I didn't. And and dude, last year, 2020 was like during all the kind of lockdown and all that. So you're talking to somebody that didn't race or I wasn't even having racing in my mind. And then when I heard it was going to be live stream, I was like, oh, I'm doing it. I said, if nothing else, you know what I'm going to do, dude? I'm going to go out there and fucking rudder the whole race. (laughs) I was just going to rudder down it. (laughs) It worked really well. Yeah. And it actually, it actually worked. I never wrote because I slowed down. I slowed down. Hey, you know, smooth is fast. And there you go. You know, smooth is fast and fast is smooth, baby. That's it, man. What do you got going on this year? You got any traveling going on? You got something coming up? Am I going to see you in Moscow at the Kremlin? You and Eric Snowden going out and getting a lap in somewhere out there? You know, man, if somebody wanted to do a trip to Russia, I am curious. If anybody would end up in Russia, I could see you doing that. You might not return. Uh, it, It is a scary proposition to me. I um, I think Annual did it too. I think Annual had like some pioneers, some runs out there, right? I just don't know anything about that country, really. I just well, the language barrier, the language barrier, the travel, and all that. There's a culture barrier too. Yeah, there's not. They're not very favorable of Americans. If there's any Russians watching this, let me know. I smile too much, man. They did have me dialed in a heartbeat. They'd be like, "You're an American." You're yeah. They they look pissed off out there, don't they? It's always looked cold. It always looks dull and cold, like they're mad about something. I got to figure out where I want to go, man. I, I think this is, you know, and I, I don't know that I want to say this, but I don't know that it's the right year to go to Africa. You know? uh, the Zambezi. I am <clears throat> in love with that place. It looks yeah. awesome. It looks awesome. It's, it's one of those trips where I could see myself taking, but it's not a cheap trip, right? It's not the, the airfare and getting your boat out there. It's you know, expensive. actually paddling the Zambezi is expensive. That's what a lot of people don't realize. What do you mean paddling? Oh, explain so, this. You got to pay, you got to pay something like, you know, 35 or $45 a day. Now, wait a minute. So, so is it like when I see African money, it could be like $1 billion a bill or something. What kind of, what, how do, how's their currency there? Oh, uh, so it's in Quacha. So it's in Quacha? It's in Quacha. Yeah. And Quacha is like, I mean, it's, you know, I think like what, 5,000 Quacha is like. $1. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. That's what, awesome. Like I mean, it's like. I, I don't really remember. So I could have like a hundred bucks and I'd have like 500 grand. It's weird though, man. You end up spending more than you think. Cause there's a gringo tax, right? Or a Mazungu tax. <laughs> the gringo tax. Yeah. That, it's you a, know, it's, what do they call you? The Mazumbo? They call you a Mazungu. Mazungu. And uh, yeah, you're a white person. And so there's a white person. You got tax. a tax? Um, pretty much. When okay. you go to the, when you go to the park to put in on the Zambezi and it doesn't okay. matter if you go Zim side or Zam side. So Zambia or Zimbabwe, 
you're going to have to pay. It's like 35 or 45 a day, no matter what. Ouch. Um, just to get into the park, that. just to get to the, uh, and if you go to a company like Safpar, you know, they'll tack it on and give you lunch and pay the yeah. order and help you out and they'll do a bunch of other stuff. So definitely like they're the ones to go through, but like, um, it's worth it, but you end up spending a lot. I think the part that, that most people. So a month probably sets you back about 20 grand. High roller. Uh, it bank actually bank over stayed, here. Man, I got a deal at Jolly Boys, but it was. I think I paid, it was silly, it was like, I think I paid like six bucks a night or something. That's pretty good. And I had like every third night free. Yeah, you probably got malaria. And uh, it was, oh, I got eaten alive. But it was like, um, it, it really wasn't that much, but you do end up spending some money. I could see that. That, that was the only yeah. thing that kind of deterred me. It's like, it looks great, but it looks like it's, it's not the cheapest of trips. Like, it looks very expensive. It's so worth it. And with the dam pending, like, I think everybody should go. Um, but people think that it, you need to be really, really good to go there. It's big water, right? It's just it's a big, big water. water. It's huge yeah. water. But, but the truth is, like, you know, the whole time when we were on it, like, we were trying to come up with, I was talking to a guy named Rue that, you know, lives there and works there. And the only thing we could come up with for a prereq is that you need kind of like big lungs and a reluctance to swim. Okay. You know, a good roll, big lungs, and a reluctance. Well, to there you go. Yeah, those three things, you're probably going to be okay. So as long as your roll is solid and you're not going to swim. And can, uh, yeah, and you can hold your breath long enough to, like, maybe getting worked in something. Yeah. But there's a safety raft that goes down with you. You have to go down with a raft group. Is that, the, like, the rules? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's – they pull you – you don't go to the bank if somebody swims. Uh, you go to the safety raft because there could be – Did you swim down there? Um, no. Wow, no swims in Africa. Wow, yeah, the green I race takes him out. <laughs> so, right. the, so the pad at Flying Squirrel takes him out, and he styles the Gambese. What's the, um, what's the waterfall, like uh, Devil's Dip? or what, what is the waterfall where you take a – everybody takes a selfie at the top of the oh, waterfall? Oh, the Devil's Victoria Pool. Falls. But it's Victoria Falls. Yeah, it's Devil's Pool, right? Not yeah. Devil's Dip. So it's, it's Devil's Pool. And if, for anybody that doesn't know, you know, one of the kind of like – you know, Instagrammy things to do that all these guys do. You have to take a picture at Devil's Pool on Victoria Falls because you're like really close to the lip, right? Oh, you're on the you can hang over the lip. Yeah, it, look, it looks sketch. And, it looks sketch, and that thing it is looks massive. It feels sketchy too, but it's the rock's so grabby that you're not really going to go anywhere. Yeah. And what is weird. the rock? What is the rock geology there? Do you know? It's. It, I think it was all igneous rock. All of it's volcanic. Yeah, it's all like that volcanic rock, so it's super grippy. Yeah, it, I don't think there's anything else really there. It just seemed like it was all volcanic and iron. And it's and, all rain-fed, right? It's all just rain-fed. Water's warm. Uh, there's a lot of life in the water. There's a lot of hmm. life around the river. It's, a lot of bacteria. Uh, a lot of crocodiles. Any crocodiles? Yeah, pro- probably. Man, I did a stern squirt into a crocodile. You stern squirted a crocodile head. I totally tried to. I didn't quite. Did you stern squirt? Did you get that on video? That I would love to see. Someone splatting a crocodile. I didn't get it on video. But I, I hit it with my paddle. I was going. I was doing a stern squirt, and then he. I hit it with my boat, and then hit it with my paddle when I was braced. It hit its back, and it just tail was sloshed, and it just like dude, that's underneath me. It's, little, it's checkered tail was just like sloshing back and forth as it because they're aggressive right they're aggressive what uh 
they're pretty chill. They they leave you alone. Well, not if your sternum's hurting on their damn head. I would. Yeah, he was chill. scared, man. I scared him. I don't know what he was doing. I guess he was just hanging, but maybe hoping I would just like dangle a finger or something. <laughs> Get a little. Yeah, I'd be way more worried than crocs than um are crocodiles over sharks any day. This is cool though, man. What I heard, what I heard, and what the locals told me, and what I saw firsthand was that the only way into the Batoka Gorge is for the crocodiles to fall off Victoria Falls. You are freaking kidding me. So the, you're the telling me they day. sin. So they go watch yeah. a sin school video and they sin. And they, go they sin off of Victoria Falls, which is yeah. like what? Like 180, 90? What is uh, I think it's like 300 and something feet. Like it's tall. It's big. Dude, they, you, um, I would love to see it, see that to be down in like below the falls and just see a croc waving his perfect. tail. And what'd be cool if he stalls it and he does a perfect kind of organ but tuck right is, down it. It's the little ones, like all the big ones. They, cause the big falls lands on rocks. Like it yeah. lands on. So the only ones that survive are the babies. And the big ones. Yeah. And so the babies of all, all the crocs you see in the Batoka Gorge survived to fall over Victoria. Wow. <laughs> That's, that would be awesome. Do yeah. You, yeah, did it's you tough. see them? So did you see them at the lip when you were at the lip of the falls in your little devil's bathing suit? They and can you're be out in there. there. They can you, you see them on the way. You see hippos up there, but there's no hippos in the Batoka Gorge because mm-hmm. they're too heavy. Now, they're very aggressive, right, towards humans. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah, but they, they die if they fall off Big Falls. So oh, they, for sure. No, they're like, they're like no a hippos. ton or something. Yeah. And, but did yeah, you see them while you were paddling? No, because um, they're in the Batoka Gorge. They're just not there. And you just see any tigers or lions? Uh, I saw some lions. Yeah. yeah you could was, dye your hair and probably even be the, the tiger king. Man, I could, I could work for it yeah. right now. This you dude, I, for everybody listening, he's got like, like some kind of half-ass – you know, I guess it's like some sort of mullet. If you'd shave that side, you could easily be the Tiger King. You know, it's funny is I never, I just stopped cutting it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's still shorter here. Look at that. You need to put it in a man bun. It fits. It, it works as a man bun. And I am a little warm, but it does go up. Yeah. Well, winter's stay. coming. Winter's coming. So, so uh, yeah. you don't, you don't really have any plans for the, the winter this year to go anywhere. Or are you just going to kind of chill out? I'm looking at a couple of ideas. I got a few things in mind, though. You, you ever know? been to Norway or over that way? Norway is Norway is one of those. That's things. been on my hit list for a while. We need to go to Norway, man. Might be might be worth it. Yeah, we could um, do. Norway. Season's kind of gone right now, right? Yeah, we would need to do it this time next year. Yeah, um, it's been on my hit list for a while. I mean, I've been wanting to get over there. New Zealand. That's another good one. New yeah. Zealand's been on my yeah. hit list for a while. Australia, New Zealand, but man, they're on lockdown. You ain't getting your ass in New Zealand. There's a lot <laughs> there ain't nobody getting there. Um, are I you planning totally any races there. this year? Are you planning on racing anything, Russell Ford? You know, that's a good question. I need to think about that because I need to train if I am. I've been mostly focusing on Zen School. What yeah. videos? What videos have you been working on? Let's look real quick. I'm looking. I'm gonna look you up real quick. Right yeah, here. I've got I a couple I'm s- about to upload that I'm But you I'm haven't put out anything in a while. I'm looking I, uh, at uh, I'm looking at your channel here. So I just pulled up Boyd's channel on YouTube, Sin School Kayak. And so if you guys type in Sin School Kayak, it'll pull up his channel. You only have like one, two, three, four. You only have like six or seven videos. <laughs> yeah. But they're really good videos. You've done a good job. And um the last one you did was ever every kayaker needs to see this and i think it was more about your your ear stuff right 
Yeah, that was the ear surgery. And yeah. every tiger does need to see that one. Yeah, so if you guys want, go over and check out his channel with the um, – this is avoidable. And it's every kayaker needs to see this. And I think it's about surfer's ear and not wearing earplugs. But let's be honest. You're a surfer too, dude. You yeah. got that from surfing. That wasn't so much from kayaking. You know, the funny thing is I started surfing after. <laughs> after. Yeah, but the surfing's probably what took you out. The, um, it probably what clogged your ears up. Even, even Dr. Hetzler said it should be called kayaker's ear. He's seen it more. Really? Kayak. No way. I don't believe that. Yeah. Well, yeah, surfers probably just don't care because they're all so baked out there. They don't care anyway. Well, kayakers our, are baked either. He said our water's warmer or colder, and that, we yeah. spend more time on it. Um, I think my surfer's ear would have been worse if I were a playboy. We, I think we get more water jammed on our ears than surfers yeah. because you're right. They do fall off, but then they turn and face the current. We get it from all different sides. It just comes – I mean, yeah, I always um, – I keep – I've always had my ear flaps on my Sweets helmet. So it helped a lot. Here's yeah. what I'm working on right now. Okay. Tell me what you think about this. Tell me what's coming up. What's coming up? So this is, um, this is going firsthand right here. We're going to hear what Sin School's about their drop. So you guys better be ready. literally what I'm working on at the okay. moment. I'm working on an intro to Waterfalls. Okay. Um, because I just want to. I need to do a fun one. I've done some serious ones. I need to do some fun ones. So intro to Waterfalls. I'm going to do how to punch holes. That's always a classic. A lot of people want to know that about stroke. I'm going to add a dimension, though, because people need to know how to get out of a hole. I tried to do that, and it was really hard to film it from GoPro, but you need a third person of that. I really do. I need a third. I've got some videos of me, you know, just getting thrashed around in holes. But from head cam, it looks just bubbles everywhere. I know. I need <laughs> good. So, so that's the. Tell me. So uh, explain it. Explain it right here on on video. How would you? So let's say this is not a ledge hole. This is more just like a big hydraulic. How would you get okay. out of this? And you're in a creek boat. All right. So if I'm in a creek boat and it's big. Okay. Um, if I'm in a creek boat and it's big, I'm looking at where the water's going. Where's the water going? If it's a big round hole mm-hmm. and I can't get to the edges. We're going to say it's a horseshoe. We're just uh, for, for demonstration, it's a horseshoe hole, and it's big in the middle with high sidewalls. With high sidewalls? Yeah, they're very high. Okay. Well, in that case, typically my go-to is, is catch as much water as I can. Okay. It, it is like it is all about going into full-on, backwards, ridiculous rodeo mode and trying to grab as much water as possible, and then, the, then you have to be opportunistic. You know, it, you know, it's, it's all about opportunity. It's like you're waiting to create the opportunity where you're on top in the right yep, spot. On the boil. You just You might bounce it. a lot. You might bounce a lot, but you're going to catch that one bounce, roll, or catch an outflow. Okay. And it's just looking for that, that moment, that spot. Have you ever tried one, one thing that, that I had found works for me, especially in, like, creek boats, is – I'll, like you said, you'll find myself getting up on the boil and I'll go for a loop or a backstab. And oh, that, yeah. yeah. And if it's big enough where it loops me and I'm getting work, I might start thinking of pulling a spray skirt at that point. But it's like, I'll, I'll plug my bow and try to like use that momentum to blow me out of those horseshoe top holes. But normally right. I try to work for the left or right of the hole. Well, you I'm interested what? to see this video you put out. I, I'm, I'm really excited about that one. And I think the other one that, and I think this one's going to be popular. I think I'm, – I'm curious. Tell me what you think about it. I want to know what you think. Okay. Mental training for kayaking. Okay. 
I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Like, You're talking about like psyching yourself up. Thinking about like, how do we approach things mentally? Kayaking is the biggest mental challenge we take on on that concept that you're talking about is when to know when to walk a rapid or run a rapid. And oh, that gets yeah. asked that question gets at, and I'm sure people have asked you, Hey, Hey boy, do you think I can run this? And I'm, I'm like, we know. And it's funny because I wanted to talk about this and maybe you could clarify some oh, of this. Good. We know our, we know our skill set. When I look at a rapid and I evaluate a rapid, so let's say me and you are paddling together, right? We come up yeah. on a hard class five. We're like, okay, we're going to get, we want to scout this one. I can look at it and you're like, all right, dude, I'm ready. I found my line. And then I'm looking and what I, what I, I know my skill set. And even though you might be able to make it through it and you're like, okay, man, what I'm going to do, I'm going to lean boof, drop my paddle down and pull a hard stroke and come off the wall. And if I mentally tell myself, I don't think I can make that move. I look at number two and I'm like, okay, is there another line? They're like, no, you have to run it on that right wall or you'll get pinned in that hole or whatever. And I'm like, right. Yeah. So I know my skill set and I know when I can run something. And I look at a move, even though you might style it, I might still walk it. And I've got no shame right. in that. And I always tell people, there's no shame in just saying, I'm, I don't, it's just, I don't think I can make that move, that top move. But then after right. that, and I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. And risk versus reward. You know, sometimes you just have the EBGBs and you're like, well, you know, I know I can make the move, but maybe it's not today. That's true. That is you true. Know, and, I've, been, I've I, been to Rapids. I've ran before and said that. Yeah. I mean, you got to trust that, that sense. But for me, it's all about, you know, looking at a Rapid. I start and that's a mental it. thing, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. You have to know yourself well enough to know, like, is this just the normal nervousness and fear that I have? Or is this like something different? Yeah. yeah. When I was, when I was sitting alone, I, I sat alone above Dimshit's waterfall for a while. Oh yeah. And for people that don't know, Jim Dimshit's is a kind of like a rapid that doesn't get much. Was that on the Diora? What, what rap? It's runs? The Nevados. The Nevados. And it's a stout, yeah. it's got a stout lead in to like a yeah. 60, 70 footer, but it's a very, it's a, the thing is, it's a very stout lead in. It's stout. It, it, it's a, it's actually, that's a waterfall that I never wanted to run. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you found the drop. You're like, okay, I know I can make that drop, that drop, that drop, and just prepare for the tuck there. Yeah. And then, then I flow. That's the mental it, thing. Yeah. It, but there is a lot of work. Well, you were in a Jackson Z3 and nobody yeah. rolls those anyway. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, it did resurface upright. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure you did. Um, did you, when you were coming off, did you, did you do the organ tuck or do you do paddle toss? Uh, neither. Uh, well, I guess I did organ tuck. I, I was thinking you said Washington tuck for a moment. Yeah. There. Washington tuck for people that don't know Washington tucks, the paddle under the yeah. arm and it helps protect the show. Organ tucks like lean on, plant a blade on the side of the boat and lean forward. Yeah. Which is and probably like the best. What's below that? Well, and the reason why, why would you not throw your paddle there? Um, immediately below it is another drop. It's, and that drop goes into a five plus gorge that, or class five gorge that you, you would not want to go that with no paddle. Yeah. And there's very little eddy. Like if there's a pool right there, but there's not a lot of space. So you yeah. really, Whew. it's better to keep your paddle. <laughs> yeah. There's, and, because, and there's not a lot. I, and I've, I've not been there, but I've seen videos and I've watched videos and I think I've seen, did you post that video somewhere? I did. Yeah. yeah I think I've seen your video of it too. And, yeah. and I'll try to put a picture up, but it's like the, there's not a big gap at the bottom. 
And that's what made me think, because I don't see a lot of people doing the paddle toss there. They seem to want to hold on to their paddle and tuck. Yeah, it's well, because you're dealing with reconnects the whole way down. Yeah, it's not a complete vertical. Yeah, that's true. It's not vertical like that. It was so clean. You probably had a damn 200 mil happy seat in there, right? Dude, I I didn't. It was like. You have a happy seat? Do you run a happy seat? I do. Yeah, I run a happy seat. That makes sense. 150 beam. 150. Yeah, there's was, what 150 bean and 200 bean there's 100 150 and 200 yeah. and i yeah it was a 150 bean but I not male i said male i meant to say beans uh, are you talking more about like running rapids or when you say the mental aspect what do you mean well so think about it like where do you feel the most scared when you're kayaking how do you deal with fear it's weird i don't really get afraid a lot anymore i get nervous but I, what I, what I experience is not fear in my eyes, but I mean, I'm a little, I, I, we're all different. Right. Yeah. And I get nervous to run something, but it's not fear. I don't say I'm afraid. I'm like, man, I just, and if I'm too much, if I'm afraid, I'm probably not going to run the rapid. Yeah. Man, I was terrified about them shirts. I was like, Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. It's weird. And, and like <laughs> I said, like not to, not to say that I'm not afraid of anything. Cause I, I mean, yeah. I just, it's just, I don't I know. I just, I get nervous. Yeah. Like I get these nervous jitters, but then I block it out and I just run it. You know, I'll tell you, fear for me shows up when I feel like I haven't prepared very well. Man, I am, um, I'm going to do another video. I'm going to do another video. Now, this is one I bet you probably, I'm, I want to know what you think about this video. Okay. I'm curious about this. I want to do a video. People ask me to do rolling videos all the time. God, there's so many. There's so many rolling videos. So many. All right, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to do a rolling video for instructors. Okay. You're going to do a rolling video on how to teach rolling. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking that I may just do a video for instructors. Okay. One that's specific. And this is going to be on your channel, right? Yeah, it'll be on the channel. Okay. It'll be on the school. And the idea is, you know, instructors a lot of times get caught in their own language. For example, here's mm-hmm. an example. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they, you know, if all you have is a hammer, all you got is a nail, right? And just because another instructor uses screwdriver language, you know, this person is like, you know, that they're both teaching gets confused. And if there were a way to really look at, to get instructors to really look at the real core issues behind things. Yeah. Or if there were a a video to really teach people how to teach instructors some of the foundational things that they might not know. I mean, there's a lot of instructors that don't know, like head. When you're rolling, lifting your head up, right? Like, yeah, can you just roll to, your head up. I mean, you, I can, but I don't I know. Can too. Yeah, like, but it's like, but I would not teach that because no, we've no. overcome it with with hip control and power and our our edging. Right, but do you? But when you talk to somebody, do you say just keep your head down? I usually tell them to put their head on their their left shoulder, right. kind of like, or I mean, just like leave your head. Think of your ear touching your shoulder. That should be the last thing to come up. It sounds backwards. I like to tell them it's a shampoo commercial, you know? You yeah, just, well, of you course just you let do. the with hair that, just with dangle. the fucking golden locks over here. You, <laughs> you know, we got a head and shoulders commercial with this guy, right? But here's the thing: is that it may seem like the head is the problem, but the head is a symptom right okay. like we lift our heads when we're pushing with our arms because we have to push away right so we lift our heads when we're pushing with it's our a arms. very common mistake oh it's super very, common. it's probably i wouldn't you say that's the number one mistake 
I think so. Which so, in turn causes that diving paddle issue. It causes that paddle. And they're like, my paddle just goes down because you're pushing up like that. But the core of the issue really isn't the head, right? Okay. The head is a symptom. And it's starting to look at things like, you know, what, is the, what are the symptoms and what are the actual causes? Like, so if you lift your head, it's because you're using too much arm and not enough help. That's true. Or, you know, if you set up for a roll and you're not getting enough hip snap, but you're doing everything correctly and you're really trying. And this happens to a lot of people. They have a roll and then they fail. They have a roll, they have a roll, they have a roll. They get excited and then all of a sudden they can't roll. I've seen it. I've lost my roll. Wade, I lost my roll. It happens every time. (laughs) So much. You probably see it way more than me with training people. I'm like, ah, let's work on that. Yeah. People get into creaking and they're like, I've suddenly lost my roll. And it's because a lot of times when people set up, they set up too far forward. You know, they've lost Mm -hmm. all that mobility because they're tucked all the way forward trying to protect themselves instead of just like doing a standard roll and actually allowing that room for this. So you're, you're, you're thinking come at it from more an aspect of like, this is what instructors should look for. You're not yeah. making an instructing because there's 10,000 roll videos. I thought about that too. There's so many roll videos. But one, one thing, one thing that I have thought about, which me and you can kind of touch on right now is what is your go-to row? What is your go-to? I can tell you what mine is. Oh, back, back, deck. back deck roll back exclusively. Deck. And I don't think that's preached enough. As we get better, we mm-hmm. find out that that setup time and tuck and roll and all that bullshit goes out the window. I can back deck roll on anything, and I protect my face yeah. with putting my elbow across my face. Right there. Yep. Yeah. And and right it's like there. so many. Uh, even yeah. on a slide, I'm like even on a slide because if I'm oh, on yeah. creeks, I'm probably wearing an elbow pad anyway. So yeah, you you definitely confirm that that you know, the back deck roll. Even on a 90, slide. What do you think you're at? Ninety percent. Oh, at least. But the thing is, like people say, even on a, on a slide, if you're doing this on a slide and the slide catches you, all you need to do is hip snap. Yeah, because it's going to pop you up anyway. Your body's going to be on the uphill side. The, the, the <laughs> only, yeah, exactly. The only time I'm tucking is if I know yeah. I'm about to go off a drop. Yeah. I don't want to be stuck in that back deck roll position. Yeah. And you should, you should mentally kind of know what you're going into before you roll over. And if I'm getting work pretty bad, then I'll go to a tuck position right. and ride it out and just ride that out. And I've actually in a big, big hole, I was on the Zambezi. I actually just held my paddle over my spray skirt and I just okay. sat there for a while. And waited and felt the pressures and all that. I literally got just like sat there and slowly exhaled and just kind of waited for it to stop. <laughs> um, well, that's good because I've wondered that. I think me and you have talked about that, that, the go-to role that I've done, I mean, almost exclusively as a back deck role. People and are like, but your shoulders. They, but I know. Just... I've heard a lot of people against that about the stupid setup C to C or hip snap. And I'm like, I can do a back deck roll on almost anything. Now, unless, like I said, and there's those times I might hit a rock or get worked in a hole, I'll reset and kind of hold myself and get washed out. But back deck yeah. roll is what you go to. You know what's nice about a back deck roll, though? And, and people say your shoulders, but if you do it right, it shouldn't be a problem. No. And, keep the them thing down. about a back deck roll is when you're, when you're, like, lined up on the back of your boat, like, this is my person right here, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, this is my head, not feet. For you everybody know, listening, and he, he's doing little hand signals. It doesn't make is. any sense this way. Yeah. But anyway, like, you're just, like, switching. If you want to switch sides, you can literally just switch against the stern, protecting your face the whole time. That's true. 
And, and you don't, like, if you take a huge enough hit, like, your whole boat and your body's coming out of the water, and then you can just hit snap again. You know, it's, it's, like, it's the most, to me, um, it's the most kind of underrated role out there that not right. a lot of people talk about. And that was one of the things. So if you do do your role video, please talk about that. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's like, because I don't think even a lot of instructors don't, they're like, they call it the rodeo roll back in the day. Oh, that's in play boaters. They don't creek boat. They don't know how to roll. Like they wouldn't survive on a creek. And I'm like, dude, that's the best role to do. You know, it was the play boating role because you took up less space underwater. Yeah. And it, it gets you on the yeah. back deck. And a lot of times when you're doing moves, say you're throwing a blunt, you're probably on that back deck anyway. Yeah. So you would turn it into like a California roll or, or like a kickflip or something. So something. I get it where, where it originated, but it works. It, it works really well. And I will tell you, you'll see a lot more people with a standard roll with black eyes than yeah. you'll see you know oh for sure <laughs> well they'll also have toe tethers on and um full face that helmets comes and, back to the full face man yeah. i think that's why we get away without using a full face because our full face our elbow pad um are you a bungee or rand what kind of spray skirt do you run oh i like rand i like rand Merson research I, I was i was a bungee for a long time i used the snapdragon lips i wish they'd produce it um snapdragon's mostly exclusive bungee right um, yeah, they, what they produce is all bungee and yeah. I don't, but it's don't really good. Why, um, for like, I use a Rand skirt that they made, that they made me, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, I would use IR otherwise. And it's, yeah. it's literally like, it's just the Rand is the way to go. Just What's your go-to paddle way. right now? Um, I am all about the Warner surge. The you surge, like that surge. I have two of them. Up. I have two of them. I liked it so I, much. I went and bought a backup. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Like they, um, the surge is that paddle that 200. Right. What do you run? 197, 200, 197. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a good. Day. So yeah, that's a, that's about right. I think it could go longer. Yeah. What I'd found, maybe you can back me up with this. What I'd found the surge can take hits and it flexes so well that oh, it doesn't yeah. transfer that energy to my shoulder joints. And yeah, it just feels it a lot of people talk about how weak those paddles is, but like I said, I've had my one and I've started with the problem with Warner, as we all know, they wear down really fast. So it right. started wearing down. And I found a deal on in a second one. So I have two Warner surges and that offset blade is just beautiful for power grab. I trouble with my paddles wearing down, but I don't like jab rocks a lot. Yeah. You well, know? I just, a lot of people guess, jab yeah. a lot of rocks. I just, I definitely jab a lot of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you do a lot more just downriver freestyle too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I am three sixty in and spite and even in yeah. creek boats and stuff. So I do kind of mess up and hit rocks a lot. But I and now I have a Letman. So I have a Letman Extreme seventy, dude. Yeah. That paddle next level. Yeah, I really like that paddle a lot, and it's adjustable. Yeah. It's got an adjustable too. Yeah, and I didn't think I'd like that adjustment until I started using it. But I really like that Letman. And but the durability I, is good. Well, and it's like I've took some hard hits, but obviously it's Kevlar, Kevlar fiberglass reinforced. It's pretty tough and it has no flex. That thing has zero, zero flex. But the, uh, when it's kind of like a really manky, rocky day, you'll see me in my, uh, with my surge. Yeah. I like the surge. I use a uh, Shogun too. Sometimes you have to really like watch your shoulders on it. It's a lot of blade. Yeah, it's a big blade. It's definitely a big blade on the Shogun, but they do have a fiberglass shaft in there, which has a little bit of deflection, so it takes a little bit off. But Shogun's one of the best and toughest blades I've ever used. I love it. 
Yeah. You know, I love it too, but, but the surge is the one I use the most. Yeah. This well, is my go-to. Well, good deal, man. Yeah. Is there anything else, anything else you want to bring up? What else you got? Man, there's probably so much we could talk about and I can't even <laughs> think about it. Yeah. We could go ahead and end this now. I might break this up into two parts. Uh, because yeah, we that. definitely covered a lot of stuff, but yeah, for everybody. So everybody that wants to like follow Boyd, go to the sin school and or hit you up on instagram or facebook you know he's always posting something this dude's always got some cool adventures but yeah boyd man i appreciate you coming on here i appreciate and, you having me man. yeah i'd like to do this again so we can there, like i said i think we could go on about about all kinds of kayaking stuff and um is there anything you want to say boyd anything you want to say going out here man i'm just stoked for more reviews i like your reviews i like seeing what's out there and i'm really excited to just get some more content talking yeah. Let's go, man. Yeah, let's let's keep Great it going. But yeah, but we're going to go ahead and end this now. If you guys want to um, check this out also on iTunes and Spotify, I will be uploading to that probably soon. This will be on YouTube now, so you're probably watching on YouTube, but we'll have a uh, – we'll pop this on Spotify and iTunes as soon as I can. But, yeah, thanks a lot, boy. Thanks for coming on, and, um, yeah, we will uh, catch you guys next time.